This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. Hey, welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg, grab us, um, warm yourself by the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. And I am coming to you live from my little studio beneath the stairs here in Old Thornhill, north of Toronto. Author of uh, the Into the Rabbit Hole series of books, researcher of the esoteric Micah Dank is here, not to be confused with Micah Hanks. Someone tried to correct me on Twitter this afternoon when I was promoting the show. I said, Micah Dank will be here to talk about Illuminati hand signs, and I received this response. I think you mean Micah Hanks. (laughs) No, Micah Dank. Micah Hanks, Micah Dank. Micah Dank is here, and uh, we're going to be discussing, as I say, all of those strange hand signals world leaders and celebrities seem to always be flashing at uh, big big events, G20 events, uh, award shows, and so forth. Devil's Horns, the Pyramid, something called the Shaka Sign, the All-Seeing Eye, the Illuminati Sign. What do they mean? Why are these people flashing these signs? For whose benefit? What do they mean? What are the origins of these signs? Uh, In the second hour, open lines. And uh, just a reminder that we are live streaming on my YouTube channel tonight, Strange Planet. We are slowly attempting to move things over to Rumble. And my Rumble channel is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet on Rumble. And we're... We're not live streaming on Rumble. I'm not sure if we can, actually. My uh, trusty live stream producer, Ryan, is exploring that. I don't know a lot about Rumble, except that a lot of people that have been on YouTube for a long time are moving over there for the obvious 
for obvious reasons. Uh, so you never know, of course, when YouTube will will take this program down or deplatform us or demonetize us or whatever. This seems to be where we're headed. I, I am I'm still on Twitter at Richard Serrett for now. I'm also on Gab. Gab is at uh, at Richard Serrett as well. And uh, I've been locked out of Facebook for about a week now. I'm not exactly sure. They're very cryptic. They just say I'm in violation of something. I'm not exactly sure. Quite frankly, I don't have time to be appealing these things. So we'll see if they unlock it. They, if they do, they don't. Really, I, I don't care at this point. Uh, the, the best way, really, to keep in touch is to continue to check in on the website, strangeplanet.ca. Strangeplanet.ca. I post the upcoming show there every week. Sometimes it's three or four days in advance. Sometimes it's a day or two in advance, but it's all there. And and while you're at strangeplanet.ca, be sure to subscribe to my newsletter, Inner Sanctum. It's free. It's delivered one once a month to your uh, email inbox. Again, strangeplanet.ca. That's, I mean, if everything goes south, if they take down my Twitter account, if they take down my YouTube channel, if they continue to lock me out of Facebook, you can find me here every Sunday for the time being, God willing. Uh, but uh, the website is – is uh, and, and there's a contact page there. You can get a hold of me through that. All right. Uh, you've seen the videos and the photos, everyone from President Clinton and President Bush, just about all of the presidents really, many other world leaders, rappers, Jay-Z, Rihanna, Madonna, Justin Bieber, Britney Spears – Uh, Katy Perry, uh, and so many others flashing these strange hand signals, devil horns and pyramids. And uh, in some I've seen, they're covering one hand or they're covering one eye with their hand. What are these symbols? What do they mean? Why are they doing this? Is it just a a harmless joke? Is it a publicity stunt? Uh, Or is there something else more nefarious going on? Are these celebrities and and powerful world leaders flashing Illuminati symbols? Are they trying to tell us that they are in control? That's uh, the subject of the conversation for the next 50 minutes or so. And incidentally, if you're watching the live stream, we'll be flashing some pictures of our own up there to help you visualize what it is my guest will be describing on the radio. Again, the YouTube channel, Strange Planet. Micah T. Dank was born in 1983, Oceanside, New York. And from a young age, Micah wanted to be a writer, coming from a family of writers. His father was a producer and a radio news editor at CBS News in Manhattan. And his grandfather was a producer at CBS News. That's quite a lineage. Micah was an actor in high school and became interested in writing from his 12th grade English teacher, Russell Reed. And from there, he majored in English at SUNY Albany and then transferred down to CUNY Hunter College in Manhattan, where he earned his bachelor's degree in language, literature, and criticism. And it wasn't until he moved to Boston for a new job that he became interested in all the esoteric sciences, including astrology, astrology, astrotheology, uh, among others, which are prevalent through his book series, Into the Rabbit Hole, including Beneath the Veil, that's book one, The Sacred Stones, book two, The Secret Weapon, 
book three, and there are three others that are on their way. And it's a great pleasure to welcome Micah to The Conspiracy Show. How are you, my friend? Great. Thank you for that lovely intro. That lovely intro. Hey, just like we rehearsed, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you got all my talking points. Uh, well, it's it's well deserved. You're quite an accomplished young man. Let me um, dive right in here and ask you. I, I've talked about the Illuminati for many, many years on this program. I don't know, quite frankly, how much of it I believe. What is to be believed? Maybe that's the whole point, right? To keep us in this constant state of confusion. But who do you think they are? Uh, well, there's a there's 13 elite families. <clears throat> that um, basically run everything, but I don't think that's the top. Um, there are, and, and, and people like the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, they're just pawns. They just have the money game. That's all they have, but they don't have any true real power. It goes higher than that. Um, but it's very hard to find information because they do work in deceit and, um, and, and perversion is what, they, is what they do with their hand symbols, for example. Everything has been perverted from something that was actually, at one point, a very positive thing. Um, so they do a lot of confusion. Um, that's the best right. way I could describe it. Okay, but so they're a secret society. They're very old. I mean, this is the theory. They're very powerful, obviously. More money than God. In fact, even the, the super, the uber-rich... Uh, as you just described and, and, and named several, they're not even at the top. Um, no. But I guess the obvious question then is, I mean, are they real? Do you believe that such a group exists? I do. I, there's too many coincidences. At a certain point, there's too many coincidences that you can't brush off. For example, the hand symbols. Um, absolutely. Right, and we'll get into those. We'll get into those. Um, so we we often hear that the Freemasons, for example, were infiltrated. So we had this this fraternity of, of people, the founding fathers, most of them were were, were Freemasons, uh, either the, I guess, the Blue Lodge, uh, and then the Scottish Rite. Uh, and then at some point in the 18th century, in the 1700s, they were infiltrated by an Illuminist uh, by the name of Adam Weishaupt. And they infiltrated it, not the this isn't something that the the average Mason would be aware of, but at the very top of this secret society, supposedly, this is the theory, you've heard it, that at the very top right. of the Freemasons, they were controlled by the Illuminati. In other words, they took over this organization in order to conceal their true identity. Is there any truth to that? Um, well, I'm going to have a, a very different take on this, to be honest with you. Um, not to go into it too differently, but since my work has been growing and people find interest in the things that I've said, um, the local Freemason chapter has actually reached out to me. And um, they've actually, not only have they asked me to present my information in a lecture for them, but they've also been pursuing me to join. And I actually went to one of the um, lodges, and I can tell you this right now, is that they're very intelligent people. They're very esoteric people, but I don't believe that the Freemasons themselves have been infiltrated. I think that's just the PSYOP, to be honest. Um, right. I know some 32nd degree Masons. Uh, a 33rd degree Mason is just a ceremonial one. You have to be invited in. Um, I know some people that are very high up, and um, it's, it's not what it is. They're not a, a secret society. They're a society with secrets. It's a, there's a big difference. 
So as far right. as that I mean, goes, I don't believe so. Right. Okay. I mean, I have I, I tend to agree because when you they have a terrible time these days recruiting younger people. Uh, I mean, most Masons are, are of a particular vintage, shall we say. They tend to be very elderly people. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to believe that, you know, they would have the uh, the capability to uh, to rule the world at this point. They're just, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling to survive, really. Uh, there are not a lot of Freemasons right. around that I know of in any event. Right. So mm-hmm. so. Let's we'll leave the Freemasons aside, though, from the for the time being. What then, in your estimation, do the do the Illuminati want? Oh, that's an even harder question. Thanks for the softball question, by the way. Um, it's also um, I I'm not entirely sure what they want. I I know that um, if you've ever seen things like the Georgia Guidestones, yes, uh, which I do yeah. write about. Um, they just list, they flat out list out what, what they want. It's population control. Um, they believe that we're completely overpopulated, which is not true because if you took every single person on earth and you stood them next to each other, they could all fit in the Grand Canyon. Um, and also most people tend to coordinate, like uh, coagulate, I should say, by the, by the coasts and by major cities. But there's plenty of land for everybody to live. So that's, that's well, I agree. not true. I agree with you. But that's what they push. Right. Well, yes, but not even – not just Illuminati, uh, if, if they exist, push that agenda. There are a lot of seemingly good-hearted people who, who may be well-intended, uh, believe in that and, and push that uh, and, and believe that – I mean – for goodness sakes, they're they're pushing this agenda in our public schools that that humanity they may not use these terms, but humanity basically is is a cancer upon the earth, and we're destroying the environment, and we and we have to stop having children, and and they're traumatizing uh, children with these ideas that you know the environment is 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 a complete disaster, and everything is hopeless, and and uh, if you love this planet, you should you shouldn't have any children. Um, so it's not just That's the Illuminati, but, I mean, or maybe maybe they've been behind this whole this whole movement. Is that the idea? Reasonable. I mean, don't forget what uh, I think was it Prince Charles that said, "When I die, if I could come back as anything, it would be a virus to wipe everyone out." Oh, that was his father, Prince Philip. Prince Philip. But that was right. Yeah, yeah. Prince Philip. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that's that basically sums it up. Um, so absolutely. So they. Okay, so they want to depopulate. They want to basically depopulate because they want to uh, survive and thrive, and and uh, there's too many of us useless eaters uh, hanging around. Uh, is there any connection as well, do you suppose, between the Illuminati and this whole transhumanist movement? Uh, the idea that we're gonna they want to merge man with machine. Or uh, some sort of a quest for immortality for them, not for the rest of us, obviously. Yes. Well, in in other presentations that I've given, I make the point to say that um, if you look at – and this goes into astrotheology, which is a topic I just want to brush on real quick to answer your question. Yes. Um, In the age of Taurus, the Egyptians were the most prevalent people. And then if you go down – um, to the age of Aries, Jewish people become the most prevalent people, and the Egyptians start to fade. And then if you go down into Pisces, 
uh, the age of Pisces, which we just left, the Christians become the most popular people, and the Jewish people start to fade. Now, they're still around, but they definitely do fade. And if everything continues on, then it's definitely time for another world religion. Now, you can't exactly... Um, you can't exactly spread a religion like they used to, which is basically they come up with a book and they basically pillage um, early on, like the Crusades. They've done it in, in the Bible. The Jews uh, well, have done it, too. I, I, I don't know that, that that's how religions, you know, you come up with a book. But that's, well, I, I mean, mean, some of us believe that it was like divinely that. inspired. Uh, we didn't just come right, up with a right. book. Right, But I meant right. every single every single every single society has a book that they worship. So I didn't right, mean that true, negatively. No. I'm just saying in general right. that they do. Right. So they have this book that they worship, uh, whether it's the Christians or the Jewish Bible, or it's the Egyptian Book of the Dead, or, or what have you. But in the age of... Uh, we just left Pisces, and we're in the age of Aquarius right now. And in the age of Aquarius, um, it's kind of hard to start a new religion and have it catch on since everything... Since people talk, you know, we have the internet and we have the news and everything is just so, not that the news is reliable, but that everything is um, just so at your fingertips that it would be hard for something to just kind of sweep and take over. So I do believe that we're in the age of Aquarius where two things are going to happen. Number one, uh, we're going to have a absolute... Um, we're going to have emerging with machines. Um, that's going to be part of it. And the other part is, is that we are, we're just set to be enlightened. So absolutely. I do. I do think that. Okay. So let's get into all of these, uh, hand signs. I, I think the term that people use is they're flashing these signs, these hand signs. And I mentioned some names and, you know, I, I don't really follow these artists they're not you know my kind of it's not to my taste their music but that's that's fine i mentioned jay-z i mentioned rihanna uh, uh katie perry lady gaga uh, lady gaga uh, and, and others and and is peculiar hand gestures and hand signs and um Ryan, who's running the live stream, if you want to uh, post any of these up on, on the live stream so people who are uh, watching can can um, follow along. Well, let, let's talk about one in particular uh, that we've all seen. And I guess they're called devil devil horns. Mm-hmm. And as the name implies, well, you, you describe what what the devil horns look for the radio audience and and we'll see it on people can see it as well on on the youtube live stream what do we mean by devil's horns micah the devil horns is basically when you have your your pinky and your uh pointer finger straight up in the air and then you bring your two middle fingers down and you put your thumb over it so that's basically the devil horns the devil's horns now Uh, right um there's two possible things happening if if george walker bush is doing that president george w bush is doing that it could mean that he's in league with satan or it could mean that he's a fan of the university of texas football team the longhorns right because that's kind of their symbol too right yes his His daughter daughter jenna went there yeah right 
So how do we distinguish? How do we know? I mean, obviously, not everyone is an alumnist of the University of Texas, but uh, I mean, are they the exact same hand signal, both uh, the Longhorns and the Devil's Horns? Yes, they are the exact same hand signal, uh, for starters. Number two, as far as finding out what George Bush does, I guess what you would have to do, (coughs) excuse me, is you would have to see the context in which he was doing it to determine which one makes more sense. Right. If he's delivering uh, a speech at a graduation at the University of Texas and and flashes that sign, probably he's talking about the devil's horns. But if he's at uh, uh, attending a meeting of the World Economic Forum in Switzerland and Davos, right? uh, Right. Davos. And they flash that sign, then maybe that would raise our suspicions. Correct. Uh, do you want to name some other celebrities that you that you know of that regularly seem to use the, the, the that hand sign? Anyone come to um, mind? I, I, it's just the popes. The popes use it. Ah. Um, there's been pictures of uh, Pope Francis and Pope Benedict many times using it. Uh, Tom Cruise has used it. Um, Jamie Foxx. Uh, it's just, you could see these devil, you, you could see them, Lady Gaga for sure. Um, you see these, you, you see them producing it. And, uh, right. that has to do with the way it's been perverted is that that has to do with the allegiance to Lucifer and Satan, not to get into who Lucifer or Satan is. Um, the well, if, if we have time, maybe towards the end of the hour, we can, but, um, so the the pope is making these devil's horns um celebrities are making these devil's horns Who, for whose benefit why are they doing that it's just it's they're in a club and they're signaling to one another that they're still playing their part that's what it is are they trying to tell us they're in charge they're in control they're trying to tell the people those who are in the know who are in the need to know they're trying right. to tell them that that they are they have the situation handled and they have everything in control so in other words those signs that they flash aren't intended for the general audience for or for the public it's kind of an oh, inside meant wink for the public to see it they're meant for the public to see it absolutely and then what happens but, is the public comes out and they go online and they rub up all these conspiracy theories about it. And what happens is it, it, it waters it down and then disinformation. At the end of the day, there's, there's, there's a, there are ultimate truths, okay? Whether or not you could know them at the time is irrelevant. There are ultimate truths. And uh, these people... Um, like with online and everything, it's just they, they, they do disinformation. So basically, you flash the devil horn, you signal to somebody that um, that everything is good, because that's what that means. And then people go online and they interpret it. And then you have 5, 10, 20 different interpretations. And then suddenly, too much information is worse than no information. And they like that. They, the, the, oh, yeah. the Illuminati. They, they want to sow confusion and chaos and disinformation i guess right so Absolutely. what what is the so what is the actual origin of the devil horn when 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 did that start 
So the devil horn um, goes back. Oh, let me just sorry, here. Micah. My apologies. I gotta. I, I see we're up, we're due for a break here. Pardon the interruption. We'll take a quick time out. Come back. Micah Dank, the author of the Into the Rabbit Hole series of books. We're talking Illuminati hand signs on the Conspiracy Show. Where else? Stay with us. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. So we were talking about the devil's horns, uh, Micah, and you were about to explain the origin of that hand sign. Right. So it goes back uh, basically to yoga. Uh, it goes back a uh, thousand years uh, and it's called the Apana Mudra, A-P-A-N-A, space M-U-D-R-A. And, I mean, this is something that you could literally look up, too. But basically, it's used for purification. And when you, when you flash this sign at someone, it purifies the individual physically from toxins. And it sheds negative energies that you might be holding. So it's actually a blessing on someone when you provide a- this. Apana Mudra. And... And so, I mean, I know lots of people that take yoga. Is that is this something that you would see today in a yoga studio, or is it? You could. Is it, There's uh, lots of mudras, yeah. but um, you would you could see this. Yes, I mean, the real spiritual ones would be doing this. Um, to be honest, not your everyday uh, woman in the yoga pants with her mat would not be doing this. She's not flashing the devil's horns, right? No, so, she's not doing that. <laughs> uh, so. I mean, I don't know what the origin of yoga is. Does it go back to like the, the ancient India, like the the Vedics, uh, the the Hindus Valley? Uh, how how old is it? I mean, it's it's thousands of years. It's hard to pinpoint it, to be honest with you. Um, right. It's hard to pinpoint it, to be honest with you, because there's no real dates to it that I have been able to find. Okay, but the point is that it started out, as you say, as a purification symbol you right. wanted to purify someone it, like a, or a blessing so it's it started out as something positive and good so then why would the illuminati adopt that's that sign because they that's what they do is they pervert things there's nothing you ever hear the phrase there's nothing new under the sun right of course right okay so that's that's basically what it is there's nothing new under the sun everything is already out there so basically, they just find things and they pervert them, and then they push this perversion onto people until it becomes all that they think of. So they, rather than come up with their own, I mean, here they have this this secret society, this club. Uh, rather than come up with their own hand signs, they just steal existing ones and right. and change them from something good into something evil. Or malevolent. That's absolutely correct. And did, did, okay, so let's talk about uh, some of the other um, hand signs. One of the things that was making the rounds a few years ago, I guess it's still out there, but people were noticing a lot of celebrities were placed one hand, I'm not sure whether it's the left or the right, over the, the left or the right eye. They were covering up the eye like this, and they'll, they'll pose for a photograph like this. You might have two or three people together. Uh, posing in a photo. Again, they've got their hand over the eye. I don't know if it, if it matters whether it's the left or the right. So what is that all about? So that's an Illuminati sign. Uh, Tupac used to rap about it. He used to talk about it. 
Um, the rapper Prodigy used to make videos about it. Basically, on the dollar bill, you have the pyramid with the I. That's what right. they say it's giving homage to. It's basically, it's telling you that you're being watched, is what there is what it says. It says that you're being watched. Um, that you're under the Illuminati control. That's why they have them do this. There's just that's, too many well, that's examples. Rather- that's rather ominous. So that it almost sounds like a, a veiled threat, or maybe not so veiled. Or rather, uh, it's kind of out in the open. The, these powerful, fact, yeah. Hmm. So they're saying we're watching you. We have everything locked down and under control. There's nothing you can do. You're powerless. Are they asking us to submit to them? Do they want us to join them, or would they rather we just go away and curl up in a corner somewhere and die? They're just letting you know that they're there. That's basically what it is. Do you think, though, in some instances that I mean, I I don't know these people. I may not like their music, but I, I hate to ascribe um, ill intent or evil to someone. Uh, is it is it possible that many of these celebrities really don't know? Or in other words, it's a publicity stunt. It's just a popular thing to do. It, it, it kind of creates this era of mystique or mystery, um, and that kind of feeds into their whole persona. Is that possible that that's what a lot of these Hollywood celebs are doing? For a lot of them, too, because, like, you'll have children doing them. There's no way these children know what's going on, you know? I mean, you there are some celebrities, I think, that are in the know. I think they are, and I think those are the ones that reach, like, pinnacle success. Right. I think when you're that high up, then they kind of let you into the club a little bit. Um, But basically, um, most of them don't know. Most of them just do it because they're, they're, uh, insert publicist or somebody says, hey, do this for the cover, or you're going to be on this magazine, but we need you to do this. So they just do it. Without they knowing. just blindly follow it. Okay. And yeah. if they if they if they don't do it, are there do you do you think there are repercussions? I mean, how much I mean, is are there handlers telling them to do this because it's kind of cool and and for the reasons I just itemized earlier, or are there handlers virtually or literally controlling these people, saying you will do this or you will not cut this album. We will destroy you. I think you. they're given they're given a choice. And the more they do it, the higher that they can ascertain in entertainment. So in other words, you can't succeed in places like Hollywood or in the music industry, uh, or you can't, you can't attain the, the pinnacle of success unless you, you, you subscribe to this agenda or you go along with it. No, 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 you can succeed, but I think, um, Pop culture, commercial success, no. Right, so you can make a living, but you won't be, you won't be at the top of the heap unless you do that. Right, and the people who talk out against it end up getting killed. Can you give me an example? Oh, this can go down a couple rabbit holes, but Michael Jackson's one of them. You believe uh, he was murdered? He was murdered. He was murdered. That was that's that's blatantly obvious. The question is, why was he murdered? Uh, he blatantly spoke out against this. 
Isaac Cappy spoke out against this. Um, I mean, there's just there's just so many people. Um, Avicii, who happens to be my favorite, one of my favorite musicians. He was an um, Italian, an Italian rapper. No, he's not an Italian rapper. He was a he he was a house he he made house music. Ah, okay. Shows um, you what I know. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's my okay. my my fourteen year old boys will be snickering about this tomorrow over breakfast. Believe me, Dad, you don't know who Avicii is. I've heard the name, but I've, okay. I I'm not again not familiar with the music. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. I mean, I can give yes. you. There's uh, Amy Winehouse. She spoke against it. She spoke um, out against it. There are people that blatantly speak against it, and, and they don't take too kindly. They really don't care for people speaking out against it. See, what happens is if you start to not want to do what they want to do, then your career just kind of takes a back seat, and you kind of disappear from public life. And then when you decide to play ball, you could start coming back in. Okay, so you mentioned Amy Winehouse, and poor thing. I mean, obviously she had a serious alcohol addiction, right? Didn't she? Yeah. Didn't she drink herself yeah. to death, or was she it did. made to look that she way? Or did. she okay. did? But she did an interview on TV where um, they asked her. My mind is a little fuzzy, but it was a TV interview, and they had asked her what she thinks. Um, I mean, she. Oh, they asked her, um, "Has anybody tried to change you or mold your music?" And she put up the triangle, the 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 pyramid, and she said, "They tried to turn me into this," and I said, "No." Uh, live on TV. Ah, interesting. Okay, so, so let sure let hand sign that clip somewhere. So they're literally making. Is it a diamond or is it a or is it a a pyramid shape? And they is that it's the one they pyramid. do over the eye or sometimes down around the chest? Yes. And what's the difference? Sometimes it's done over the eye and sometimes it's done around the chest. Is there any significance to that? The positioning of the pyramid? Um, the pyramid over the one eye so that you focus on one eye ties in together the hand covering of the eye. It's just it's it's just focusing on one eye. Ah, It's back to the, uh, like the all seeing eye again. Yeah, right. Okay, we uh, we have to step away again for another uh, timeout. Micah, you stay put. We'll come back and we'll talk about the origin of the all-seeing eye. And what else do we talk about? The hand over the eye? I guess it all feeds into the all-seeing eye. We'll get to that and more. Just a reminder, coming up in hour two, open lines. Right now, Micah Hank, or Micah Dank. <laughs> Micah Dank stays with us. You do the same. Don't be afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To talk to Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740. All right, so Micah, the um, the hand over the eye, which is mm-hmm. referring to the all-seeing eye, and then there's the pyramid over the eye sometimes the pyramid's done over the chest uh, jay-z seems to like that one 
It's always flashing that one, the pyramid right around the chest. Um, so you say the pyramid over the eye relates to the hand over the eye that has to be eye. But what it's is what, covering what, one eye. Okay, covering one eye. But what is the origin of that? Did that also have some uh, uh, benevolent origin that was, again, perverted by the Illuminati? Where does it come from? They did, absolutely. So covering the eye... Uh, it goes back. Have you ever seen the Eye of Horus? Yes, yes. From the all Egyptian the you know Egy- Egyptian art and so forth. It's so yes. Yeah. So what the what what that goes to? It goes back to Horus, and what happens is um, the the glyph for Horus, the Eye of Horus. If you take a sagittal cut of the brain, you split it right in half, and then you open one side open, you see the eye of Horus just as it's drawn there. Um, the little pine cone shaped thing is the pineal gland that's in there, and then right above it is a brow. That's the corpus callosum of the brain. Um, it goes back to the pineal gland, and why is the pineal gland so important? The pineal gland is so important because that's how you reach higher consciousness. That's, it releases DMT when you sleep. It releases melatonin. Uh, it releases DMT when you're in REM sleep so that you can dream. Your pineal gland releases DMT two times in your life. The first time is um, when you're dreaming. It causes you to dream. And the second time is right before you die. It floods your brain with it. Um, so maybe preparing you for, for something else. But the reason it's so important is because this gland right here um, has been studied. It has been, it's literally known as the third eye. The uh, Hindus, they put the, they have the dot on their forehead right right. where the pineal gland is. Um, In the Bible, uh, not to go too deep into it, but uh, in Genesis, I think it's 3230, uh, it says Jacob um, found the place and he called it Peniel for he went and saw God face to face with it. And I just butchered that, but um, nonetheless, if you look that up, you'll find well, it's, it's Yeah, you were not an exact quote, but so the idea is that that Moses went to see God, but he saw him with his third eye. In other words, oh no, that would be it's Jacob in this quote. Sorry, Jacob. Um, right. so, but well, well, let's not get into the Bible right now. But um, basically, yeah, it, it goes back to the eye of Horus. The ancients knew that this gland was the secret. It was the seek higher dimensions. When you smoke DMT and you go to higher dimensions, um, you see the same entities. Everybody sees the, the little mechanical elves. You know, everybody has the same shared DMT experience almost, uh, or a, a very many people do, um, because it takes you somewhere. It's the most important thing. And, and the government tries to uh, water it down by putting fluoride in your water, for instance, in tap water, which was started by the Nazis, Hitler fluoridated the water in order to set, um, to sedate the Jews. Uh, fluoride is in uh, toothpaste, almost every toothpaste, unless you get a charcoal activated or Tom's or one of those kind of brands. Um, the pineal gland, there's ways to decalcify it, because that's what happens. It gets calcified, and then you lose your, your psychic ability. But this was a very important thing. Covering the eye just references the pineal gland. That's what it does. And as far okay. as the, you asked me about the uh, the Jay Z thing too, right? Yeah, the the pyramid. He does it over the chest. 
kind of uh, right. Yeah. So basically, have you ever seen Spock do the live long and prosper? Of, are you kidding me? Of course, right there. There it is for the people on the YouTube. Do both? Not every, not every, not everyone can do. I can. I can with my left quickly. My <laughs> right takes like a second. But you right. basically you do the Spock with both hands, and then okay. you make the pyramid in the middle. That was an ancient Jewish Kohanim. It was the rebel priests that they would bless you in the congregation. It was called the benediction. Not I think to be I'm doing it right? with the benediction now, okay? Because that's a different story. But this is the ancient Kohanim. You're talking thousands of years ago. This was a blessing. Um, and then, well, they, well they Leonard, pervert- Leonard Nimoy was a Jew, and so he wanted to incorporate that into the TV show. So it it's it's a it's a Jewish benediction. It's a good thing. It's a positive thing. It is. It's absolutely. Right? It's a blessing. It's it's a blessing. It's another one of the things so far that are um, they're positive things that have been basically co-opted and ruined. And people are none the same. See, when you first go, it's important for you to know, Richard, is that when you first go into your first rabbit hole, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to stay up for three days and just go down it, guzzle coffee as deep as you can, but you tend to take things when, when, when you start to go down the rabbit hole and you find answers that resonate to you um, like this, like you would, you would think, oh, you know, Jay-Z's thing, this is devil worship or this is this. But you're not going deep enough. You got to understand is everything was perverted. All right. We, uh, this is a short segment. We, we have um, another one just moments away and we'll uh, continue to talk about symbols and hand signs and Illuminati signals and so forth. And uh, I'm not sure if people are aware of this uh, Lady Gaga, uh, her appearance on uh, Jimmy Fallon's program a couple of years ago. This goes back a few years now, but people may have missed this. I want to play it and get your impression. We'll do that when we come back. More of the Conspiracy Show on the other side. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. When in doubt, blame the government. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. All right, now, Micah, I don't know that you're going to be able to hear this. Maybe you will. Sometimes, um, anyway, uh, you're probably familiar with with uh, Lady Gaga's appearance on Jimmy Fallon's show. And uh, Carlos and Ryan, if you could fire the long clip now. You, do you record while while the bus is moving, or does it have to come to a stop? Yeah, well, you... sometimes they don't want to, and they're, you know, Gaga, we can't get, you know, the, the frequency's what? weird, and, you know, it's sounding a little bit strange, and I'm like, if you don't get this right now, I swear to Lucifer, I'm going to, you know, I get a little bit mad. Do you have a kitchen on the bus you cook? Um, uh, there's no kitchen on the bus, but, you know, we'll stop in certain places.
Okay, so uh, I don't know if people caught what she said, but uh, can you now, uh, Carlos and Ryan, play the the shorter clip where I basically repeat what she said? If you want to fire that, I swear to Lucifer. I swear to Lucifer. I swear to Lucifer. I swear to Lucifer. There you go. All right. Were you able to hear that, Micah? Yeah, actually, that was loud and clear. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. All right. So, um, again, what what are your thoughts? Was Lady Gaga just kind of playing it up? You know, bless Lucifer, or I swear to Lucifer. What what is she doing? And, and the thing, Fallon doesn't even blink. He doesn't even respond. He just goes on to the next question. Well, that's 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 what happens. That's that's. That's not a bad quality to have because you re- you realize how the audience went dead silent. Yes, yes, the, but I mean the audience if went you completely were t- dead silent, and he just moved on because he tried to get the focus away from it. Because it is their shows are are, are made of sound bites, and there are little five minute clips of, or, or three minute clips of people talking, and then they cut to commercial. So he had to move on. But as far as that goes, Lady Gaga, I would think she is. I've seen her do too many things. She's been with Marina Obramovich. I've seen her uh, drinking blood out of a bathtub in pictures. That, that, and I mean, I, I would, I would. That's why Lady Gaga, you know, she's a hundred times over. Um, uh, fake cut herself on stage uh, during paparazzi the video, and let blood go everywhere. She, she sacked. She. Um, she, with her eyes, she completely blacked them out with makeup and went out in public. And I'm not sure if you've ever heard what panda eyes are, but no. I don't think I can actually explain it on the radio because I think you would get uh, censored. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's let's keep it above board then. So, but again, I, I come back to this this fundamental question, and that is that it seems to me, uh, and I think, you know, I don't think Lady Gaga is entirely devoid of talent. With Tony Bennett, I think when she wants to, I think she can uh, she can sound quite lovely. Um, but how much of that? And, but she seems to be a, a clever marketer. She's she, she's obviously incredibly intelligent. So I'm, I'm I'm wondering how much of that is simply um, publicity. She's trying to create this mystique about her. I think it's reasonable. What do you think? Um, yeah. Look, the truth is, is that they say that at the highest levels, you have to swear to Lucifer without really knowing what Lucifer is or going into that. Um, they say that everything is devil worshiping, everything, everything in the entertainment business. I should leave it at that. Um, to be honest with you, she could just be doing it because they tell her to and she doesn't believe in it. But there are some people that really do believe they sold their soul to the devil just to make it. Right, right. Uh, there have been a number of celebrities have, that have had quite public, uh, that have had emotional, complete emotional or psychological breakdowns in a, in a, in the public eye. Britney Spears, for example, uh, she shaved her head. She she just seemed poor thing to completely lose it for a while. Uh, it seems like she's kind of getting it back together now. Um, yeah, well, with her, what do you I think, think is that... what happened to her? I think a couple things happened. Number one, she's bipolar. And not to say anything about bipolar people at all, because uh, I have a firsthand experience with that. But um, if you're not medicated well and you're not treated well, you can lose your mind. Also, she has a handler. 
and um, the handler either didn't get it. See, what happens when you go into uh, MK Ultra Mind Control, okay, because you know that Disney is, that's what Disney does. I don't know if you've heard that. You probably have. I've I've heard the um, theories. Yeah, we've we've covered a lot of them. So so, right. so are you are you, are you contending that she is she may have been MK Ultra an MK Ultra victim? Well, what happens is it works for a while, and then and then your conditioning breaks down, and then you have a public issue, and then you have like this huge public scandal, and then they check you into rehab, and then six weeks later you're better. They give you a tune up. So in other words, she would. Sorry, yeah. So, in other words, she was an MK Volt. Uh, um, she was mind controlled, but it started to wear off. She started to come to and realize what had been going on, and she right. what she couldn't deal with the the horror of it, and so she had this breakdown. So they get her back into rehab, quote unquote, in order to keep her quiet. Is that the idea? Well, the idea of rehab is reprogramming. So they take you right. to a specific hospital where, where where the doctors know what to do. Kanye had a breakdown. You know? Right, but he has See, he has happened? some underlying health mental health issues too, right? Yes, he did. Absolutely. I mean, I just want to be careful here, but that that because you know there are people with legitimate mental health issues that these are these are sick people that need help, um, as opposed yeah. to people that you know are mind control. That may sound like just beyond the pale for a lot of people. Um, although I, mean, right. I, I interviewed Roseanne Barr once on this program, and um, she, she seemed adamant that uh, mind control. There was a lot of mind control going on in Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. She talks about MK Ultra a lot. She was one of the pioneers that talked about it. Um, in fact, my first book, uh, my first book uh, in my series. Uh, talks a lot about MK Ultra, and one of the locations that they go to get some information is called Sena Or S E N N A O R E, and that's just an anagram for Roseanne. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, by the way, uh, we're you've got three uh, books in the series now. Into the Rabbit Hole available. Books one, two, and three. Beneath the Veil is book one. The Sacred Stones is book two. The Secret Weapon is book three. Just, uh, just take a uh, take us on a little bit of a tour. What what uh, these books are about? These books are basically what what I did was I wrote uh, a series of fiction of thrillers, much like Dan Brown, that basically takes you through. All the mystique, for example, all this kind of stuff that we talked about today. Uh, but mostly uh, the cryptograms and the anagrams are all about decoding the Bible with the Zodiac. And that's basically what the book series is about, as well as I've tied in some conspiracies. Like my second book is The Sacred Stones. It talks about the capstones of the pyramids and what I think happened to them. Um, these are thrillers, by the way. So you're going to learn information and you're going to have fun doing it because they're very Dan Brownish. I've been compared to Dan Brown. Uh, hopefully I make it that high, but um, the work itself has. And uh, book one is mostly MK Ultra. Book two is uh, the uh, the Stones. And book three, A Secret Weapon, has to do with... I can't really give anything away because it's tied into two. See, these books follow suit. So right. uh, it's like one long story. 
basically. And you've got three. You've books. got three more in the works, right? Set to be published. So yeah, they'll be a total done. I'm just my publisher is putting them out every three months. All right. Um, and um, how do we get a copy? You go to Amazon.com, type in "Into the Rabbit Hole" or Micah Dank. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter or Facebook at Micah Dank. Uh, follow me, friend me. Um, but yeah, get them on okay. Amazon and uh, talk. All right, about very quickly, all this kind we've of got stuff. about a, we've got about a minute here. Is there a, a an Illuminati hand symbol or sign that we didn't just that you'd like to talk about? Um. You know, you ever see the 666 sign, the OK sign? Oh, the OK. Right. Right. That used to mean so exactly the, that. Right. How you doing? I'm OK. But now you can't do yeah, that anymore. Exactly. And then and then recently uh, they made a big stink about it in the news, how it, it was it symbolizes the words white power. And then they started writing right. it everywhere. Right. right? Exactly. Um, okay. But so that was the psyop on the psyop, the original psyop. That was the second psyop. The original psyop was that it, it meant 666, because when you do that sign, uh, you can make 666 with your fingers. And, uh, right. Right. Um, so that's the original psyop. But what happens is if you take this symbol, the OK sign, and you turn it upside down, okay, that's right. basically the, um, the Buddhist sign. That's the... Um, what do you call it? Um, I'm sorry. You know the om well, it's all right. when you meditate? Right. Om. That yeah. sound? That's what, that's what it basically is. It's the lotus position. That's what I was searching ah. for. It's oh, I see. Okay. So they've taken it, a Buddhist symbol, they've turned it upside down, and they've turned it into something malevolent. Micah, we were out of time. We'll have to uh, have you back on and delve further into uh, some of this uh, esoteric knowledge. It's always uh, a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, too. Micah Dank, and uh, that's the Into the Rabbit Hole series of books. When we come back, open lines. Stay with us right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Live from Toronto, Canada, Earth, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed basement with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker. Your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, the woods. Open lines this hour, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Again, in the greater Toronto area, 416-360-0740. 744 740. And I have one simple question for you this hour. And I mean, we can talk about other things, of course. We can talk about UFO sightings or alien abductions or time travel or that strange scratching noise beneath your bed. Believe you're a victim of mind control. Yes, we can talk about all of these things. But again, I have one simple question that I'd like to ask you for this hour. And that is this. What do you think the Great Reset is? 
In other words, what do you think our leaders have in mind for us, the masses, the great unwashed? What is this great reset all about? Uh, So for those not familiar, and we don't know a lot about it, quick crash course. So there is this fellow, Klaus Schwab. He's a German engineer and economist, best known, however, as the founder of something called the World Economic Forum. It's basically a billionaire's think tank, a club, and they meet every year in Davos, Switzerland. It's sometimes called the Davos. And I guess it's a little bit like the Bilderbergs, except they're a little more open, a lot more transparent, really. I mean, they they will post their their conferences and their uh, everything is online, really. They're quite out in the open. And world leaders will attend and industrialists and bankers and media moguls and you name it. It's not just billionaires, millionaires, but a lot of billionaires. So this great reset, it's a very popular term. And it's a proposal. It's an initiative by the World Economic Forum. They want to build the economy. They want to do it in a sustainable, there's that word, sustainable way following the the COVID-19 pandemic. And it was, I guess, officially unveiled back in in May of of 2020 by by Prince Charles, Bonnie Prince Charles and World Economic Forum Director Schwab. But it, it goes much further than rebuilding the economy. I mean, obviously, there's going to have to be a rebuilding of the economy once we survey the, the damage after these lockdowns finally end. And we will see exactly how bad things are. Of course, we're going to have to build, rebuild the economy. Uh, but Schwab and his devotees around the world, and they are legion, appear to be, including our own prime minister, they don't want to just rebuild the economy. It's not just they have to rebuild the economy. They want to restructure, fundamentally restructure the world order. They want to restructure capitalism. The problem is, I mean, all these things sound noble on the surface. I think we can all recognize there's much to be done in this world. The problem is it's our lives that are going to be restructured. And we're kind of short on details as to what exactly they have in store for us. They're they're vague, very vague. And again, we hear the same old buzzwords like sustainable and equity and social justice. These are fuzzy sounding words that can mean different things to different people. And isn't it odd that they are talking about restructuring our world, remaking the capitalist system into what? Again, we're not sure. But isn't it odd that they would be looking to institute this, institute this great reset while we're all under a a stay-at-home order? Isn't the timing rather peculiar? And of course, some people suspect that the Great Reset is something very nefarious indeed. 
And I think some of these people can be forgiven since some of these people grew up under totalitarian regimes and they escaped with their lives to come to Canada and the United States. They're very nervous. Some people fear that sustainability, there's that buzzword again, means taking away our cars, our independence, our God-given right to freedom of mobility. Or maybe not necessarily taking our cars in the beginning. Maybe they'll start by punishing us. Well, we know this is in store, right? They're going to raise gasoline taxes, carbon taxes. At some point, it'll just be too cost prohibitive to own and maintain a vehicle. So sustainability, zero emissions, they say by 2050. Some are even suggesting 2050 is too late. Zero emissions by 2030. So they're sort of bundling COVID-19 with climate change and telling us we need to act now. We need to act fast. And this pandemic provides the perfect opportunity to do what exactly? So what are they proposing? We've heard about the the green agenda. They think they're going to get rid of fossil fuels by 2050. This is absolute madness, I believe. They're going to replace it with what? Solar and wind? And uh, equity. What do they propose is going to happen? Or what, how do they propose to achieve this equity? Well, if you read a little bit on their website, and again, this is all out in the open. If you go to the World Economic Forum website, it's right there on the homepage. They are telling us about the Great Reset. But again, the details are a little vague, but they do speak in grandiose sweeping statements. They want to achieve equity. They want to build something called stakeholder capitalism. But it sounds like when you read it, it sounds like they're aiming at a massive transfer of wealth from one group to another. A transfer of wealth maybe from the West to the developing world. So here's the interesting thing. As I said, even though the Great Reset Initiative is right there on the World Economic Forum homepage. Our Prime Minister says it's all just a conspiracy theory. I want I want you to listen to uh, this exchange and uh, Carlos and uh, Ryan back in studio. The uh, Justin Trudeau conspiracy theory clip. Here is Justin Trudeau. This was last year in an exchange uh, with a reporter as he stood outside the uh, the Rideau Cottage. Uh, ha- uh, have a listen to this. What do you have to say to those, including MPs in the House of Commons, who see in your use of the term Great Reset evidence of some sort of grand plot? What do you have to say to this sort of conspiracy theory out on social media now? I think we're in a time of anxiety where people are looking for reasons 
for things that are happening to them, that the difficult moments we're in, it's nice to be able to try and find someone to blame, something to point to, something to get mad at. I think uh, we're seeing a lot of people fall prey to disinformation. And if conservative MPs and others want to start talking about conspiracy theories, well, that's their choice. I'm going to stay focused on helping Canadians get through this, on learning lessons from this pandemic, and making sure that the world we leave to our kids is even better than the world we inherited from our parents. All right, so that's uh, Trudeau answering this reporter's law ball question. Did you hear the tone in her voice? This silly conspiracy theory. I want you to respond to this idiotic conspiracy theory that's on social media about this great reset. And of course, Trudeau launches into this monologue about how he'll leave the... uh, the crazy people to worry about the conspiracy theories. He's too focused on saving lives. Uh, But of course, Trudeau used these exact words, the, 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 a reset. He talked about a reset. He talked about how COVID is providing a, a, a narrow window of opportunity to reset the world. And uh, this is from, His speech to the uh, U.N., it was done kind of a teleconference or over. uh, It was done online, obviously. He wasn't at the United Nations. Um, But here he is speaking to the United Nations about the Great Reset. The last six months have laid bare fundamental gaps and inequities within our societies and between them. As with climate change, those who have the least are impacted the most. That's why last spring, Canada worked with Prime Minister Andrew Holness and Secretary General Antonio Guterres to convene a high-level meeting to discuss how leaders around the world could work together to close these gaps and build a better, more equitable system that works for everyone. In May, we agreed to look at six urgent areas of action to mobilize financing for the response and the recovery. Over the course of the summer, our six working groups produced over 250 policy options. On September 8th, finance ministers gathered to discuss these options and their recommendations for the short, medium, and long term. The most promising ideas will be taken up within existing IMF and World Bank processes, as well as at the G7 and G20 leaders' summits later in the fall. Canada believes that a strong, coordinated response across the world and across sectors is essential. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. All right, so here's, there's Trudeau telling us about the need to reset the world order, COVID providing the opportunity to reset the world order. And yet, I don't know, days later, he's telling a reporter or agreeing with a reporter who said it's just a conspiracy theory. Well, Alberta Premier Jason Kenney doesn't think it's a conspiracy theory. 
have a listen to Jason Kenney, who, uh, quite incident, uh, quite frankly, I, I have a, a whole new level of admiration and respect for after hearing what he has to say about the Great Reset. Here is Premier Kenney. Where do you stand on the Great Reset the Liberals are planning on introducing? Well, I, I, let me just say that, first of all, what is this Great Reset? Uh, uh, Pierre Polyev, the federal conservative finance critic, recently raised concerns about this, and then he was attacked by some in the media and by the Liberals for supposedly circulating conspiracy theories. Well, The Great Reset is actually the name of a book by a very prominent advocate of it. It's His name is Klaus Schwab. He sent me a copy. I guess he sent one to every, probably every government leader around the world. And Klaus Schwab's thesis in his book is that we should, governments and societies, the world, should, quote, seize the opportunity of the public health and economic crisis to reimagine the world and radically change policies. Now, in what ways? I would describe it as a grab bag of left-wing ideas for less freedom and more government for more government intervention, uh, for um, policies that would, uh, I think, create massive poverty, uh, particularly energy policy, uh, policies that he is advocating. So Klaus Schwab, by the way, is the president and founder of the World Economic Forum, also known as the Davos Summit. I call it the biggest gathering of global hypocrites uh, in history. It's the, um, it's a, little ski village in Switzerland, and every, I think, February, um, a a couple of thousand super rich uh, people, uh, a lot of billionaires, millionaires, global CEOs, and politicians fly into Davos with hundreds of private airplanes. They go into Switzerland, and they spend a week basically lecturing uh, the rest of the world, including especially working women and men, about how they should reduce their carbon footprint. Uh, The hypocrisy in that crowd is is so uh, thick, you can't even cut it with a knife. And so, no, I'm not going to be taking any... uh, policy direction from Klaus Schwab or his his ilk. But, and what I find offensive, look, the so-called Great Reset is not a conspiracy theory. It is a actual set of, propo- of concrete proposals being advocated by some very influential people and including apparently by Prime Minister Trudeau, who clearly alluded to it, referred to it, quoted from it the Schwab theory, uh, in a speech he gave to the United Nations a couple of months ago. So it's not a conspiracy theory to talk about that. Those are the folks advocating it. And I think it's perfectly legitimate for democratically elected leaders for me to say, heck no, we're not going to exploit or take uh, take advantage of a crisis to uh, advance a political agenda. All right. So, did you get that? Premier Kenny. I never liked him in the beginning. I thought, this guy's not a real conservative. But I tell you, his, in my estimation, his, uh, his street cred has just gone through the roof with this statement. But it isn't it interesting that he said Klaus Schwab sent a book directly to him. And Schwab did write a book, interestingly, about three months, maybe four months at the outset or at the out, uh, at, at the most, four months after half the world was under complete lockdown. 
Klaus Schwab miraculously is able to quickly publish this book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. The timing was just incredible. So this is obviously something that Schwab is is intent on pushing through or trying to. I mean, he is reaching out to world leaders. He's sending books to all of the, the premiers, no doubt all of the the governors, all of the prime ministers and presidents around the world, who knows, maybe all of the, the members of the, uh, the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate, everybody's getting a copy, it would seem. This manifesto, if you will. So isn't it odd that our prime minister would insist that it's a conspiracy? Never mind. There's no such thing as a great reset. Well, again, go to weforum.org. We W-E as in World Economic, weforum.org, and there it is on the front page. The Great Reset. Get ready for the future, they say. Now is the time for a Great Reset. What do you think it really means? 416-360-0740. 416-360-0740. And toll free from out of town, 1-866-740-4740. Are you excited about the prospect of living in a world where we have this great reset? Are you optimistic or are you fearful? Are you nervous? I have to be honest, I'm more than a little nervous. So, What do we know about the Great Reset? Well, they talk about the reset having essentially three main components. The first is to steer the market towards what they call fairer outcomes. So they're saying that governments need to improve coordination, for example, in tax, regulatory, and fiscal policy. Focus on those words improve coordination. What does that mean? Governments should improve coordination. Governments, plural, nation states, they need to coordinate. What are they talking about? Some sort of a world tax? Maybe, maybe not. Again, the details are very vague, but but make no mistake, they're talking about it in the dark, in the back rooms. Meanwhile, they're telling us it's all just a silly conspiracy theory. They go on to say they want to upgrade trade arrangements and create the conditions for a stakeholder economy, whatever that means. At a time of diminishing tax bases and soaring public debt, governments have a powerful incentive to pursue such action. Moreover, governments should implement long overdue reforms that promote more equitable outcomes. Ah, equitable outcomes. So let's think about that. Equitable outcomes. That's not what the founders, for example, had in mind when they talked about equality. Equality before God, certainly. We're all equal before God. Equality before the law. That's essential in a Western liberal democracy. We don't always achieve that. And equality of opportunity. Those are the types of equality upon which Western civilization is 
is based upon, not equitable outcomes. That is socialism. We'll take a quick time out, come back, and uh, hopefully get to your phone calls. What do you think the Great Reset is all about? 416-360-0740. Toll free from out of town, 1-866-740-4740. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. Curiosity, or did the devil make you do it? Whatever the reason, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To talk to Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. It's actually the opposite of a, of a conspiracy. It's all right there in the open. It's only journalists and our prime minister that are calling it a conspiracy theory. All they need to do is go to weforum.org, the World Economic Forum, and it's right there. The details are sketchy, but uh, so I was talking about this great reset agenda. They want to create this stakeholder economy. They want to create the conditions for more equitable outcomes. This is, I would say, by far the most troubling aspect of this equitable outcomes. So it's it's supposed to work this way right? Everyone, you make sure everyone gets to start the race at the same time. Equitable outcome means we get to decide who finishes the race first. It's not supposed to work that way. So it goes on to say, moreover, governments should implement long overdue, long overdue reforms that promote more equitable outcomes. Depending on the country, these may include changes to wealth taxes, the withdrawal of fossil fuel subsidies. How is that going to help with equitable outcomes? When you lay off 11,000 pipeline workers because of the cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline. How is that working out in terms of equitable outcomes? So again, changes to wealth taxes, the withdrawal of fossil fuel subsidies, and new rules governing, governing intellectual property trade and competition. The second component of a Great Reset Agenda would ensure that investments advance shared goals, such as equality, and sustainability. Again, those are very squishy words. So let me get your take. What do you think the Great Reset is all about? And uh, let's say hi to Skip in Connecticut. Hello, Skip. Welcome. How are you, my friend? Yeah, how you doing? Uh, Richard, yeah, I think the word exploit that the naysayer that you just uh, gave a clip from is a key word. Watch how they exploit people in different ways. Now, an example would be what just happened to Hank Aaron. 
the news said, oh, he took the vaccine in early December and died in his sleep. He actually took the vaccine, Pfizer vaccine, January 5th with a big publicity tour. Oh, it's right. safe. Look how this superstar uh, Hall of Famer took, he's 80, he was 86 years old, took the vaccine, and, you know, therefore the black community should join in. Now, what happened was, is he didn't die in his sleep. He died of a stroke. And uh, that's listed as a side effect of the Pfizer vaccine. So uh, he was exploited, in my opinion. You know, uh, that, that's what's happening. So he, you know, okay, that's one example. Another thing with this vaccine is they're harvesting, according to Patricia Ack, a vaccine scientist and researcher, uh, human kidneys for this. Uh, they're uh, assigning the making of this vaccine to other countries, and they're giving women not abortions, but uh, uh, those uh, cesarean sections, taking the child out, extracting their kidneys while they're alive, and then... Well. I, this to me sounds like a lot of hearsay and and uh, I don't I can't substantiate any of that. That doesn't sound likely to me. Who knows? Uh, you mentioned Hank Aaron. What a great loss. I, I, thank you for, for mentioning that. Um, I neglected to mention that off the top. I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan. Hank Aaron is a, a legend and an icon and a and a, a personal hero of mine and, and to uh, millions of others. And was his death Possibly. I don't know. I can't sit here and tell you that it was. Uh, some might find the timing a little odd, uh, but he was 86 after all. But people have have had adverse reactions. We know that that happens. That happens with these vaccines. There always seems to be some adverse reactions. But I can't sit here and tell you that Hank Aaron died because he took that vaccine. I just can't do it. Uh, 416. 360-0740-1-866-744-740. But let's get back to the Great Reset. Does it make you nervous? Don't you find it odd that while it seems to be on the one hand out in the open, Klaus Schwab is talking about it. The Secretary General of the United Nations is talking about it. Prince Charles is talking about it. Meanwhile, Reporters in this country and our own prime minister say it's just a conspiracy theory. Uh, let's say hi to uh, Bob in Thornhill. Bob, welcome. Hi, Richard. Thanks for taking my call. Um, to use a Bernie Sanders quote, it's socialism for the rich, and you're on your own individualism for everyone else. And if people need some clarity, I urge them to go to the Corbett uh, report, and he is interviewing Catherine Austin Fitz. And you've—I don't know if you've interviewed her, but she's uh, she's no. But I had James on the program a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. Well, um, Catherine Austin Fitz talks about uh, uh, BlackRock with the equities, and the mm -hmm. newest the the newest uh, uh, word is going direct. And they rolled this out in August of 2019. Um, it's basically a, a fin financial reset, but it adds a lot of. Uh, clarity as to where currency is going in the terms of uh, a digital currency and a social credit. But uh, it's uh, she's very informative. And can I 
uh, give a quick uh, shout-out, please? Sure. It would be to Derek Sloan, Roman uh, Baber, I hope I'm pronouncing his uh, last name correctly, Pierre Polivar, and uh, mostly Randy Hillier for his great talk on free speech when he was on the agenda on uh, the agenda on CBC. He did a, a great talk on free speech, and uh, thanks very much. All right, Bob and Thornhill, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, we're hearing a lot about a reset on the the world financial system, the currency, and so forth. I mean. We can't go on like this. It's unsustainable, this, these levels of debt. The question is, what are they going to replace it with? And are they using, and I've talked about this a number of times, are they using COVID as cover to bring the house down and to usher in this new currency system? Again, I'm not saying that COVID isn't real. I'm saying they are using it as cover while it's happening. Again, listen to their words. Trudeau, Schwab, COVID is giving us a narrow opportunity that might not come again to reset, restructure the world order. And part of that, no doubt, will be the currency system. Are they going digital? The, uh, the third and final priority of this Great Reset Agenda, and again, I'm reading from the uh, weforum.org website, the third and final priority of a Great Reset Agenda is to harness the innovations of the fourth industrial revolution. This is something that Schwab talks a lot about, and others have written books about the fourth industrial revolution, which will be to support the public good, especially by addressing health and social challenges. During the COVID-19 crisis, companies, universities, and others have joined forces to develop diagnostics, therapeutics, and possible vaccines, establish testing centers, create mechanisms for tracing infections, and deliver telemedicine. Imagine what could be possible if similar concerted efforts were made in every sector. So, the fourth industrial revolution, that's about robotics, that's intelligence. And I've talked about as recently as two or three months ago with a guest on this program talking about the economic tsunami that is headed our way. The massive, massive, unimaginably massive displacement, permanent displacement of jobs because of robotics. I believe it's one out of every five jobs in North America is tied to driving driving a truck. Those jobs will be gone. They're not coming back. Any, any job that you can imagine that could be, a placed, could be replaced by a robot will be. And it's happening now. It's going to happen at an accelerated pace. So what to do with everyone else that's sitting around on their hands? Voila. Enter in the universal guaranteed income. Is that what, what they're doing now with COVID and the lockdown? These CERB checks? Are they beta testing a guaranteed income? I think that's part of it. We'll take another time out, come back with more calls. We'll also take questions and comments from our YouTube live chat. And uh, Ryan will uh, relay they, those to me. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. 
Keeping an eye on the new world order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740. This is not a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy. A, A conspiracy is two or more people huddled together in a room someplace with doors closed, curtains drawn. And they're scheming and plotting. Usually it's something illegal, but not necessarily. It could be something legal, but nefarious nonetheless. But this this has nothing, none of the hallmarks of a conspiracy. It's right there on the World Economic Forum website. Everybody's talking about it. We have Premier Kenny in Alberta saying, I've heard about it and I don't like it. Pierre Polyev, the Finance critic challenging the prime minister to come clean. What does he mean by the Great Reset? What does he have in mind? And then we have uh, this, this clip, which echoes pretty much everything that Trudeau said in an earlier clip. Here is Schwab, Prince Charles, and uh, UN Secretary Antonio Guterres talking about the Great Reset. Play the clip, boys. Now is a historical moment, a time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. All right, let's go to the phones and uh, say hello to Charles in Ohio. Charles, welcome. Hello, uh, Richard. How are you doing tonight? I'm well. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, you said you were going to try and make it down here and see one of our Indians games, I believe. I did. I, I, I came down to uh, to Cleveland, beautiful city in, now let's see, was that uh, 2019? In um, May, June 2019, I took the boys to see a, uh, an Indians game and a Cincinnati Reds game and a Pirates game. And I have to tell you, my first time to Cleveland, I love your city. Beautiful. Thank you very much. I, yeah, I, that was the last time we spoke. And and just to, my comment is I believe there was a war and we lost. I mean, they're carrying out a plan that they've had on the books for 100 years, the way I see it. And the end game is they want us to go to our cold, dark houses and beg for a bowl of rice. <laughs> it certainly sounds like something like that is in order. But again, we're not getting a lot of details. They just like to use a lot of fuzzy words like equity mm-hmm. and sustain. Uh, but equitable outcomes to me is very concerning. That that's That's pure socialism. There's no getting around it. Equitable outcomes. Uh, Equality of opportunity, by all means. Equality of outcomes, uh, 
to me sounds like coercion. We're taking from you and we're giving it to this person over here to ensure equality of outcomes. Yes, it's the carbon trading. It That's what I find very fascinating. And see, that's what I've been working on for more than 30 years. Uh, I've, I've been doing research and I see it that uh, they want they want to tax us for our emissions of carbon gases and the greenhouse gases are attributed uh, to mainly to two things power generation and transportation and my interest is the hundred mile per gallon carburetor but it even gets better than that there's if you're familiar at all with scuba diving there's a thing if you don't have an aqualung there's a device called a rebreather it lets yes the, I've heard of that it lets the diver rebreathe his own exhalant so it's it's a closed system just like the space shuttle up there it's a closed system they recycle their waste and they recycle the air well in a submarine it's a closed system and see the submarine is Back in the 50s uh, and 60s, the U.S. Navy went all nuclear. Well, there's another option for around the world because they had all the money in the world, our money. Well, around the world, there's also a second, well, other options. Uh, Generally, boats are powered by uh, a conventional submarine is a diesel electric. Underwater, it will recharge its electric. When it surfaces, it recharges its its batteries with a diesel engine, but when submerged, it runs off the batteries and electricity. Well, that's a system, and submarines' performance are measured by their endurance, the amount of time they can spend underwater. Well, a navies around the world realized that's a problem, and they worked on a, a, a different solution rather than nuclear, and it's called a closed-loop system. That's where the diesel is made to breathe its own exhaust. And guess what? It'll work with the automobile, too. The U.S. Navy has patents on it, and individuals, it was first patented back in the 1930s. Well, they have us tailpipe emissions testing our vehicles, and and they don't need it. Uh, they need to be closed loop. It makes them uh, engine much more efficient. I don't know too much about this. Uh, I, I have talked to people who, uh, one gentleman in particular, who passed away not too long after I had him on the air. I'm not saying it had anything, one had anything to do with the other, but he was espousing the virtues of a 100 mile, 100 mile per gallon uh, carburetor as well. Technology, he said, that has been around since the 1920s or 30s. Um, however, I think the point here, the takeaway is it's, it's all about innovation. Rather than trying to sequester carbon dioxide in the, in, the, in the ground or these pie-in-the-sky ideas or getting rid of uh, fossil fuels, which is just is collective suicide. Uh, and at, at the same time, it'd be one thing if they said, well, okay, let's bring in more nuclear plants. But they don't want anything to do with nuclear either. Uh, to me, that's, that's the, the short-term solution is nuclear. But also innovation. Sp- never mind the Paris Accord. Sp- let innovators, entrepreneurs come up with a way uh, to make engines far more efficient. 
I think we could all get on board with that. We'll take another time out. Thanks for the call in uh, Ohio, Joe. Back with more of your calls right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. So again, we hear over and over from Trudeau, from Prince Charles, Antonio Guterres, uh, and others, almost reading from the same script. The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect reimagine and reset our world it it seeks to transform capitalism by creating the conditions to create what schwab calls a stakeholder economy to achieve it governments should improve coordination for example in tax regulatory and physical policy fiscal policy my apologies fiscal policy governments plural should coordinate In other words, taxation, spending, and regulations, better known as laws, would be coordinated, according to Chairman Schwab, by some international governing body. That's what I read into it. Governments, plural, should coordinate in areas of taxation, spending, and regulations. So, apparently, our federal governments in Ottawa or in Washington, D.C., for my American listeners aren't distant and unresponsive enough. Let's move our capital to, I don't know, Geneva. To me, this sounds like goodbye sovereign nation states and hello world federalism. The Great Reset Agenda also seeks to implement reforms that promote more equitable outcomes and sustainability. And again, if this sounds familiar, it's because these same goals are the stated objectives of the United Nations Agenda 2030, previously called Agenda 21. So what what Schwab and, and Trudeau and others mean by equality of outcomes, again, not exactly clear, but a guaranteed annual income is likely an, in, an integral ingredient. Remember, politicians love it when their constituents are dependent upon them for a paycheck. And the COVID lockdown has certainly has provided a convenient opportunity to beta test just such a scheme. I was reading it was a, a recent survey from the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. 70% of businesses in Toronto, 70% here in Toronto, say they don't have the financial means to survive another lockdown. The cost of COVID is beyond staggering. Our annual deficit is over $400 billion. The federal debt has doubled to $1.5 trillion. And we're all being hoodwinked into penury in the name of public health. While billions of dollars, taxpayer dollars, are being sent to assist foreign governments to likewise hoodwink their citizens into penury. Remember, we're all in this together, right? (laughs) As if. Uh, 
I want to uh, go to the YouTube live chat here. And let's see. We have uh, chat, I think. Sorry. Let me. I've lost my screen here temporarily. I'll get to that my screen. Uh, I want to play another clip here. This is uh, Schwab. I mentioned the fourth industrial revolution and how that all fits in. Here's Klaus Schwab and the fourth industrial revolution. Have a listen. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will not only change how we communicate, how we produce, how we consume. It will change actually us, our own identity. And of course gives life uh, to such uh, policies and uh, developments like uh, smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. What we will see is that uh, everything will be integrated into a ecosystem driven by big data and uh, driven uh, particularly by close cooperation also of governments uh, with um, uh, business, civil society. And this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed. It will be like a tsunami. All right. Uh, I've got one more final clip in here. I don't know if I'll have time, but um, somebody on the YouTube live chat, I'm doing this from memory and I apologize. I've lost the screen. It may have been Chad, uh, was wondering about um, the government relocating uh, people to camps or uh, taking away our savings in order to distribute this wealth. Listen, I, I don't want to uh, sound like uh, you know a paranoid fear monger. Uh, but the um, the deputy prime minister, Christia Freeland, has, has talked about the need to somehow find a way to release Canadian savings to stimulate the economy. And again, kind of vague on details. Often they'll just sort of float these ideas. And then they can tell us afterwards that they warned us Uh I'm nervous about that. I'm nervous about having money inside the banking system. I don't know what they have in mind. But what happens, and again, I've talked to people who who lived in communist countries, who barely escaped with their lives. Maybe you have uh, friends or neighbors or relatives that lived under communism or some sort of authoritarian or totalitarian regime. And what happens is as it, it's almost as if these things happen in slow motion. They take away your rights. They take away your property. And uh, there's kind of a psychological phenomenon that kicks in. It's called normalcy bias. I don't know why this happens. There must be some evolutionary reason But it's like the roof is caving in, but you convince yourself, no, that's just some mice scurrying around in the attic. There's no need to worry. This can't be happening. And then they cart you off to a detainment center. No, this can't be happening. This isn't real. It'll all be straightened out in the morning. And then they take your house. Ah, well, there must be some clerical error. Surely this isn't happening. That's called normalcy bias. 
I think we need to be suspicious and nervous and vigilant and start asking our government leaders and politicians, what is it you're playing at? What do you mean to do here? We really, we can't let go of this. This Great Reset is not a conspiracy. They are talking about it. I want to play one more. This may be the most frightening aspect of this. This is uh, Schwab again, talking about the fourth industrial revolution. And it sounds eerily like transhumanism. Have a listen. It's at the end what what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. Didn't that sound like he's talking about merging man with technology? You know, one of the things that Schwab has said is at some point in the future, and this may be part of the Great Reset, we may have to think about using technology to scan people's brains to see if they pose some possible security threat. So imagine crossing a border or going through the airport and instead of having your luggage checked, they scan your brain. They have the technology to read your thoughts, basically. He's talked about this. This is where we're headed, folks. Sounds like a scene out of Gattaca. All right. We are done. Uh, Next week on the program, the great John B. Wells will be here from Caravan to Midnight. Looking forward to that. We'll also talk about privacy in the second hour with a privacy consultant, how to preserve and take back your privacy in the digital age. Thanks to Ryan. Thanks to Carlos. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There is nothing hidden that won't be found and nothing. I'm just too choked up here. I can't even remember my closing tonight. (laughs) Anyway, be safe. I'll be back next week. God willing. So long for now. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.